Hey, everybody. Welcome. Oh, there's the applause. <laughs> welcome. Welcome. <laughs> welcome, everybody. This is Johnny Bean. It's 8.06 p.m. Eastern, 5.06 Pacific on June 17th, 2022. And we're joined tonight talking with John Cruz. Hey, man. Look, I'm on a golf course or something. (laughs) Yeah, that's nice. Secret weapon. There you go. That's perfect. (laughs) How are you doing, Johnny? Dude, I am awesome. I I'm great. It's so great to to, to see you, man. You Thank and I we, we we go back a little ways. I would see you at, at the Nam shows. Yeah, yeah. Every year, and um, it's just it's so great to talk to you tonight. That's very cool. I appreciate it, man. And and this is a great thing you're doing, man. I think it's great for all musicians and anybody that's into music or gear or Van Halen or anything in the world. Oh, I think it's cool to have this thing out there. You know. <laughs> Thank you, man. So I've been cool. doing. I've been doing this for a lot of years, and I'm yeah, that's finally awesome. getting good. So that's great. So with people like John work, Cruz, you just got to work on the clapping thing a little bit more, man. This is like the the end of the Peter Frampton album where it's all live and everybody's going crazy. That's what you need right there. Oh, okay. <laughs> Peter Frampton right. live comes Peter alive. Peter Frampton. Yeah. Peter Frampton. Next show. Next show. So hey, really quickly, let's say hello to the executive producers here on Johnny Bean TV. They are the top tier of channel members. These shows are ran by channel membership and donations. Thank you so much. The top tier are Dave Ennis, Final Freak 5150, Mike Neese, Music Therapy Laz, Majestic PB&J Cat, Wayno, Stevo 5150, False Flag, Sherman Callahan, Andy Carson, Michael B, R Habs, Warlag, The Chad, Lawrence Christensen, Lenny Lou and Mary, James Gum, John Moronic, Paul Martin Woods, Stephen Franklin, Fabulous Disaster, Michael Smith, the Captain, Thomas Santiago, Joe Christian, Jim Murray Hawkins, David Allen Wright, and Steve Carmichael. Golf clap. Yes. They are channel members. If you'd like to become a channel member and help support this channel, click the join button below. But uh, if you'd like to help support any super chats, we'll change the color of my lights. It's a special feature here at Johnny Bean TV. It's called the gu- John. This is called the guitar noir. A noir, yes. Yeah, Do this that. is where all this is where most of my guitars live. The ones that uh, she knows about. Oh yeah, they're all right here. Very nice, <laughs> nicely uh, decorated, and you got the light lighting. You know, the motif and everything just goes really, mm-hmm. really nice, man. Mm-hmm. Nice job. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, also, if you'd like to text in during the show, 415-952-3263. We're live on Facebook, Johnny Bean TV Facebook page, where we have Facebook stars, a digital gift that helps in the production of these shows. And uh, speaking of Facebook, we're also live in the exclusively Van Halen group. Hey, we should talk some Van Halen later. Uh, We're live in the EVH Gear fans group page and Johnny Bean TV group and so on and this is also a podcast so you can actually listen to us on iHeartRadio, spotify stitcher apple podcasts i mean pretty much anywhere you get your you get your podcast you can enjoy this episode so uh yeah man dude cool dude man like like i said um we go back a lot of years i mean Let's let let's. I mean, this this is all about you. Let's go back to your beginning. Like like, when did you first get into the guitar, and what were some of your early early influences? 
you know, uh, as far as like playing guitar, I think I got I was like one of those late bloomers because I was destined to be a professional football player. That's what I wanted to do. I was so wow. into it. Played Pop Warner. I played high school ball. And then one sad day, it was a, a weekday game we played at our school. I got tackled and, and you know, piled on by three or four guys that landed on my knee and just twisted my knee a total opposite way. It's just not used to going. And oh, pretty much no. speared all my tendons on my knee uh, that were ir irreplaceable. I mean, I couldn't. You know, we tried to, it was just before they started doing the orthoscopic surgery and all that stuff. So um, I just had it in a cast for a long time thinking I was going to come back and it would be good and everything. But it never did, man. It just, uh, it never healed. And I still have problems today with like when it gets cold outside, I have like aches and stuff in the, in the knee and stuff. So I'm like thinking, well, what the hell am I going to do now? You know, there's just so much, uh, so many things in life that I wanted to do and, and play ball mm -hmm. was one of them, you know. So, um you know, I go to school and I, I always see people in the, in the, they call it the quad where I went to school at and people would sit out there and have lunch with their friends and you'd have the socias on one side, you'd have the smokers on the other side and the jock mm -hmm. on one side and then just like me sitting there just going, what the hell, you know? And there was one of my friends was over there playing acoustic guitar and he was playing like Neil Young songs. And I went over there oh, and sat wow. with them. I wasn't like a fanboy or nothing. I just went there and I sat with them. I go, dude, that's cool, man, what you're doing. So, dude, you got to get into this, man. Start playing guitar. And I, I had no clue, dude. I was like, yeah, I could never do that. So um, <laughs> he let me take home one of his guitars and I was looking at it. It's like, it was just a piece of junk, really. But um, mm -hmm. finally, I, I went to a yard sale that was nearby, you know, a few months later on and somebody was selling this old guitar. You know, the, the action was about this high off the board and everything. It was like, oh, man. So yeah, I took it and just started playing around with it. I would come home from school, do my homework, and then sit there in front of the TV and watch my favorite cartoons or TV commercials. or And I would learn, I trained my ear how to play all the, you know, uh, Green Acres or the theme you know, songs, Looney Tunes, mm -hmm. theme songs, and learn it. And I would mm -hmm. train my ear how I'm into Wow, this that's like great. fun and really cool, you know? So I just yeah. fast forwarded to that, just started playing more and more and, and just like falling in love with the instrument even more. And then um, my dad was a, a, an automotive painter for many years. He did that for me. So I, I bought my first guitar with a paper out, just like everybody else does. And uh, it was a Hondo 2 Strat. I'll never forget. It was like a killerous little guitar. And uh, I had it for many years. I used it in my first bands and everything. But I didn't mm -hmm. like the color. It was white. And it looked like a Jakey e. Lee guitar because it was white, had a black pickguard on it. I'm like, what can I do to soup this up? So I was asking my dad, I go, Dad, do you think you could you could paint this for me? He's all, yeah, just take it apart and give it to me and I'll take it to work and I'll paint it for you. So I like, okay, no problem. Screwdriver out, soldering iron, just like started ripping shit apart, not even thinking about how am I going to put this thing back together? I had no clue. You know, so I gave, <laughs> him, I gave him the body and he painted it like this really killer mauve purple sparkle total pimp daddy color it was just amazing mm -hmm. and I, I loved it man it was like oh my god so and then when i go to put it back together of course i just was mortified because i couldn't figure it out and uh, <laughs> i just played with it and just and but that piqued my curiosity in the very beginning it's like wires here you know strings you got these magnet things underneath here there's a big metal piece of block in here and and i was just like i had to learn about it more so i started tweaking with stuff and you know, as a, a couple of years went on, I bought a couple other like cheapy Les Pauls and guitars. I started taking them apart, kind of like Eddie used to do, you know, and 
Mm-hmm. Uh, let's face it, you know, the Frankenstein guitar, if you look at it really close, not well, really a, a well-engineered guitar the way he did it with the five-way switch screwed into the middle pickup and stuff. But it was it was Eddie, man, and it was cool. And I figured, hey, man, if that guy could do it, I should be able to figure out something. So I played around with a few of my guitars and, and butchered a couple of them. I'm not going to lie, man. It just, uh, But it was fun learning experience, and I would never thought that years later this would be something that I would end up doing for the rest of my life. And probably my my favorite thing to do. It's like I've had a lot of jobs over the years, but uh, this is probably my favorite gig doing this and, and making people happy with what I do. I think it's just uh, there's nothing like it in the world. So oh, that's yeah. how I got started in the beginning. That's cool. That's that's cool, man. So so you, you mentioned Eddie, which, of course, Eddie is a huge influence on me, this oh, channel yeah. and you as well. Was, was this before before you had heard about Van Halen and what he was doing or? Well, you know, I already kind of knew because being from the L.A. area that, you know, Van Halen was tearing up the strip and doing their thing. I was a little young still at the time to be going out late nights and going to the whiskey and Gazaris and and uh, mm-hmm. you know, Starwood and all that stuff. But I did manage to go with a couple of friends that I grew up with at one point. We went down there and and it was just the hang of the lifetime. Just anywhere those guys would be, it was a freaking party, man. There's people driving with kegs behind their cars, following them, going to the Van Halen party and stuff. And I never went, but I wanted to, but I just knew those guys were going to be something. And there was a lot of great bands back then, you know what I mean? But Van Halen had, yeah. you know, bands were here, Van Halen was here, you know? It's one of yeah. those things where nobody was going to catch him. They were a freight train to be reckoned with. And uh, I'm glad and just blessed that I got to see him as and the whole band as, as many times as I did. It was... Uh, the most amazing experience I ever had watching music and, and the, the gift that that guy had with the guitar, which just totally blew me away. And uh, we're talking about album stuff. The first album was the one that just like, that's the one that, whoa, who's this guy? You know, and I, mm-hmm. I listened to it over and over on an eight track and my Dotson man driving around and, and just over, I wore it out, man. I wore the album out and everything. And then it was shortly after, I don't know if you can pick the date, but it was not long after that first album came out, Van Halen 2 came out. And when that came out, 79. Me, I mean, all the Van Halen albums are great. Van Halen 2 is probably my favorite album because I don't know. I could be full of it, but I think Eddie's tone on, on Van Halen 2 was probably the best tone he's had ever. I mean, it was mm. just no bullshit about it. It was straight to the point. Plug mm-hmm. in with Marshall, Jose Maud Marshalls and, you know, the EVH striped, uh, you know, yellow and black tar- and, and seeing the pictures of him and all the pictures on the back. I was just like glued to it every day. I had to hear that album over and over and over and try to learn the stuff that I could. And just it was uh, it was orgasmic, man, really, to tell you the truth. Just a, uh, a great time in my life to be a fan of music. That's that's great. I've actually uh, interviewed a couple other people on the channel over the years that have said Van Halen 2 was like their favorite or that was the first album they got into. And that was just like it for them. Yeah. You know, that era, the Bumblebee guitar. Oh, yeah. um, All that. All that. Yeah. Yeah. It's just just sad that we're talking now and Ed's no longer with us, but. We have those memories. We have the music, of course, encased in our brain for the rest of our lives. And mm-hmm. uh, and, and the amount and, and what he did to the music scene and to people who play music today, a lot of people don't realize that some of the kids that are coming up now, a lot of them probably didn't even hear of Van Halen, but they will when they just listen to the radio one time, one of the songs comes on or something like that. It just it'll just take you to a different dimension, man. And and, uh, and mm-hmm. want to make you play guitar. That's what's amazing about the whole thing with ed you know and uh and all and all of van halen man the whole band there was just something about them that nobody else had and 
You know, God bless all the other great players at the time. Randy, of course, was another freaking amazing player, but Eddie just kind of was the king in my book, and uh, I'll never switch my mind about that, you know. But, um, yeah, yeah, L.A. was a great place for music, you know. That's amazing. Yeah, I've 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 kind of said, um, you know, in a hundred years, you know, when they look back at the electric guitar, Eddie's going to be like the dude. Yeah. You know, yeah. I think I think because he, he just did so much, so much for the, the instrument. And I mean, the songs, yeah. I mean, everything. There's no I mean, it's just all around. It's, it's just an incredible just story. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I was fortunate enough to meet him a few times and, and, and hang out with him a couple of times. And I knew some people that worked for, for Van Halen camp and all that. And uh, mm-hmm. it was just something else. He was just like, you're hanging with this special guy, man, that just fucking take it in for what you can, man. It's just, uh, it was, it was all uh, inspiring for me to, and, and he knew who I was already based on what I was doing already, which I was, I was flattered by that, but he's the King. You know what I mean? It's like one of those dudes mm-hmm. you talk to and, nervous but at the same time i wasn't because he's no different than you or i except he gets paid well to do what he does and that's make music which is amazing you know but i thought at some point i would love to do something with him and you know make a guitar for him but uh sadly that never got got to be but uh, you know there can always be influences uh you know he'll always influence me to to do special guitars and stuff like that i think and uh, i miss mm-hmm. him i really do yeah yeah, I, I got to meet him. I got to meet him one time. Uh, a friend of mine uh, at a party, and 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 he he was there, and, mm-hmm. and I, I got to meet him. And and I was talking to him, and we were just joking around, and he was just a normal dude. Yeah, just yeah. a normal guy. Just had just happened to look like this guy. I grew up, you know, with the photos, the posters, and and everything. But after that, I was like, he's just a regular dude. And I've said that over the years on the channel here and some people i get a lot of hate like no he's the king he's this that and i'm like yeah and he was just a normal dude yeah yeah you know you know some rock stars are like that man some of them like guys you really can't approach you know like you know paul mccartney was one he's a great guy and everything but i, I never could get close to even say hello to him uh clap mm-hmm. kind of another guy i did meet him and talk to him briefly but he was kind of like on the way somewhere one guy i met that I, i'll never forget was jeff beck for the first time, I was at the Crossroads, the first Crossroads Festival, actually the second Crossroads Festival in Chicago. Hmm. And um, I was backstage. I was working backstage there with a couple of guys from a company that I used to work for. And uh, Jeff Beck came walking through. A lot of people were talking about guitars and music and stuff. You could tell he was just like bored with it. And I just told yeah. him that, dude, I really love the uh, Jeff Beck's guitar garage with that hot rod and stuff. And as soon as I said hot, hot rod, he just like stopped turn around he goes you like hot rods do you and i'm like dude i, I love them i love the cars the classic cars this. and then we ended up striking a conversation for a good 10 15 minutes which is rare for somebody like me to talk to somebody like that you know and then of course he had to go because he was playing and stuff but uh mm-hmm. i just thought it was really cool that i could take him out of his element which is music obviously and talk about something i know he enjoys which is working on cars and classic cars and, and hot rods and stuff and i just mentioned hot rods as soon as i said that we were talking for like 15 minutes like i knew what the hell i was talking about with hot rods i really didn't know but it was just you know engaging <laughs> with them and i thought it was really cool and i i was nervous but at the same time it's like you know what i'm here working and you know i'm here to see you as well and, and anything you need man i'm here for you you know and it was like one of those friendship things that we struck up and you know and I met him a couple times after that, but you know, guys like that, they don't 
kind of remember, but, uh, but they do at the same time. But that was like mm-hmm. my one, you know, fanboy thing that Jeff Beck, you know, come on, he's, he's Jeff Beck, you know, same yeah. thing with or anybody else that I've met in the past, man. It's a, uh, it's a, uh, it's a wonderful world, world of musicians out there that uh, some of them are very cool. Some of them not so cool, but you know, you, you mm-hmm. thank them for what they do and what they uh, contribute to the scene, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's incredible, man. Um, really quickly, let's say hello. We got, we got 49, we got 50 people sitting here. Wow. We got Joe Hervey 84. We got rock daddy. Great to meet you the other day. Rock daddy. We got music rock there. Laz. How you doing? Rock daddy. That's <laughs> a cool name. That's actually a cool name. He's a cool dude. Yeah. He's a cool dude. We got, uh, filthy pappy. Oh, we got I'm not going Tim, there. Tim filthy Thomas. Pappy. Tim Thomas. <laughs> Happy. that's that's pretty ingenious there we got uh we got tom F- fritz Fritzchi? Fritzchi? yeah that guy that and it? i go way back good friend of mine he kind of is the one yeah. that we used to go in his car all the time and get drunk on the way to hollywood and go hang out <laughs> at all the clubs down there and he would take us to all these places we'd go to the strip bars and stuff it was just it was those are days i'll never forget man it was like in my first thing of clubbing with you know, with Quiet Riot and bands that were playing down yeah. with him. So he kind of like knew that scene. And I'm like, dude, get me in, you know? So we had a great time together, man. It was, uh, it was a experience I'll never forget. But hey, Tom, what's happening, buddy boy? Tom, welcome, man. Yeah, he wants his Van Halen bootleg tape. Yeah, dude, the first, <laughs> I told you, the first bootleg <laughs> tape that I ever got was from him. And he got it from another guy. Oh. I'm trying to remember his name. I want to say it was Tom Paradiso. Tom, correct me if I'm wrong. But I think that might have been his name. And he had one of the very first Van Halen bootlegs, as far as I know. It was the first that I'd ever heard. It was on a cassette tape. And my mm-hmm. buddy Tom had it and eventually gave it to me. And I've, I still have it somewhere. Uh, but uh, now I, I find some of those songs are like on YouTube. You can search it and you can find it. And all the, But I was happy to have that, that I know nobody else in the world had this tape. And uh, had some amazing songs on there. And I think I told you this the other night. There was... There was a first version of Mean Street on there before it was Mean Street. It was called, uh, what was it? Voodoo uh, Queen. Voodoo Queen. But this version mm-hmm. was an instrumental version. And it right. just, mm-hmm. me and the guys that I was playing with at the time, we heard it and we're like, dude, we got to take this song and make it ours, make it our own. So I took it home and I listened to it every day and learned it and got the tone as close as I could. And, you know, couldn't do all the tapping and stuff, but I got the, the, the gist of the song and we made it mm-hmm. our own. And we're like, cool, we're getting ready to play our first backyard party with it. And we'll, we'll, we'll wow, this song. Two days later, the, that, the Van Halen album comes out that has that song on it. And I just went, it just killed us, man. We were like, that's what you get, you bastards. They're trying to steal somebody else's gift. Exactly. <laughs> or this one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly what happened. <laughs> so, yeah, those are the early Van Halen stories with me. And uh, it says, man, he was a big influence on me. And even my playing style and, uh, and tone and everything and it was just so much joy to play guitar knowing that he was around mm-hmm. that's amazing yeah amazing stuff um let's see hey everybody i'm seeing a lot of new names here a lot of, dave dave is here um dave let's see guitar man 45 is here what's zach thong zach thong zach thong zach thong 
Uh, Robot Master Switch, KXM Rock. Nice. Good to see you guys. Wow. Uh, oh, Rusty. Rusty's saying, did you ever see Van Halen in their backyard party days before they blew up? I personally didn't. It was probably a little, it probably was just a little bit before my time where my mom wouldn't let me go out of the, out of the house for long and have to stay kind of mm-hmm. close to the area. And, you know, their parties were all in Arcadia and, and, and Pasadena and the Pasadena Civic and shit. And I found an old flyer the other day, one of the early Van Halen flyers that had Van Halen. It was a dance party. Van Halen, mm-hmm. Stormer, and Smile. It's like, are you kidding me? Those are some of the biggest bands that were in L.A. at the time. Of course, you know, the other bands didn't really take off like Van Halen did. But uh, like I said, it was just such a beautiful time to be hanging out on the strip and and seeing the music. This this was the music capital of the world, L.A. It really was for a mm-hmm. long, long time and entertainment capital. But uh, sadly, you know, things kind of dry up and move on and, you know, but the music's still there. Yeah, that's, that's good. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's see. Good to see everybody. Make sure you smash that thumbs up. And if it's your first time here, yeah, subscribe to the channel or like the Facebook page, wherever you're watching from tonight. Like I said, we're live all over Facebook, YouTube, and eventually we'll be live on LinkedIn. Nice. Eventually, which will be awesome. I like LinkedIn. Yeah. <laughs> I don't get on. But yeah, it's a good uh, it's a good hub for all business things and, and doing that kind of stuff and to hang with that and uh, mm-hmm. uh, very useful tool for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So let's see. Yeah, well let let's get into uh, let, let's let's talk about some of your some of your custom guitars, like some of the sure. stuff that you uh, you've been working on. Yeah, um, you got some photos. I don't know if you want to sure wanna look at look at the pictures here. Let's see down here. Here we go. I'll just go from order. Let's start with this. Yeah, that's me being all rough and tumble, you know. <laughs> this is me hanging in front of the building that uh, we purchased. Uh, me and my partners had purchased uh, out here in, in Tennessee where we're at. Uh, no, mm-hmm. we're not in Nashville, but uh, we're in a town called Crossville. It's like right in between Nashville and Knoxville. Beautiful place, oh, wow. big city, but it's just perfect for what I wanted to do. And the building pretty much has it all. Um, beautiful inside. It's still pretty big inside. We're, we're slowly starting to fill it. Things are happening there. We're making guitars. Uh, so it's, it's happening. But, you know, us being a startup and everything, it's just starting to materialize. So, you know, hopefully people can understand that, that, you know, it's taking a little bit of time to get things going. I understand that. But I hope you guys mm-hmm. understand that I want to do it. I don't want to get stuff out there that I'm not proud of. And uh, mm-hmm. it just takes time to do it, man. And um, so that's, yeah, that's our building there. And it's a really nice view of over the, looking over the city and, and uh, you know, just a view. We're up on a plateau. So it's in Nashville where it's probably 108 and humid as F. I'm up about another 200, 300 feet in what they call the plateau. So it's a lot cooler up there and it still gets humid. Today it was very humid and, we had a, I thought it looked like it was going to be a tornado coming through, but it didn't, thank God. Uh, it was oh, cloudy wow. and a lot cooler. I could actually open the doors and get some fresh air in there. It was really nice, you know. But I don't like to leave the doors open too long there because you get these weird pterodactyl things that fly around and they come in the building. And I kind of freak out with that shit when I see it. You know, it's like, God, you're trying to work and there's shit flying around <laughs> you and stuff, you know. But uh, Pterodactyls? Really? 
dude, we're in Tennessee. Come on. It's different from California. <laughs> <laughs> All kinds of weird things out here. But uh, I got a mosquito on. bite last night and I'm complaining. Oh, oh my God. Well, <laughs> tragic. Tragic. <laughs> but yeah, it's a, it's a beautiful place. And it was, a, it was hard to leave California. It really was. But it was just, I'd had enough. There was just a lot of politics and stuff that I just didn't agree with anymore. And I just wasn't happy there, you know, and, mm-hmm. and I told my wife that someday that when my parents moved passed on, which they have, there's nothing really holding us here. We could kind of go wherever we want. And I had offers to go do this, what I'm doing now, pretty much in several parts of the world. I mean, I got offers from people in France and Germany, especially in Italy to go work out there and do something. But I was just you know, I'm an American, man. I want to stay close to, you know, home where my family still is and in California and stuff. But uh, we, we, we made the, the move and decided to go to, to Nash, uh, outside of Nashville and, and, and make a go out of here. And I, th- I think we made the right choice, man. It feels great out here. It's the people are so cool. Um, it's just, uh, you know, I can breathe. I can think straight and, and I can produce happiness, you know, and what I like to do, feel happy about what I'm doing again. And, uh, that was hard to do for a long time, and, uh, and I'm, I'm glad I'm, I'm back at it and doing it again. And, and you know, if people trust me out there that I'm going to give them the best guitars I can possibly can, I'll do that. And I, and I, and I can assure you that it's going to be the best that I can possibly do. Awesome, awesome, dude. I'm, I mean, I'm looking through some of the some of the photos you sent me. Mm-hmm. I mean, these these things here. Let's start from uh, start from here, I guess. Yeah, there's the starting of it. Um, so we we got. Uh, Two models at this point right now, uh, um, you know, people are like, why don't you come up with your own designs? You know, I've been hearing that. It's like, I do plan on doing that. But the overall demand of what my customers and fans really wanted were the S and the T models. And it's, mm-hmm. dude, if you could really, if you could do those and continue doing those, obviously with your own headstock and stuff like that, we'd buy those things all day long. So I'm like, okay. So we jumped into it, man, and just started doing it. Because it's, let's face it, it's kind of my favorite strat style guitar you know um to play of course you guys got like eddie and richie blackmore they all played them man and those were my heroes growing up that's what i i listened to so of course that sleek design will probably never be outdone by anybody really um it's uh, yeah it's it it really it really is like like just the 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 feel and the the way you know just the way it fits your body yeah like personally myself I could never, I could never play a Les Paul. Mm-hmm. Something about it, especially these days where this is getting bigger. <laughs> you know, it's like sticks out. You can always put a contour but... on it, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, yeah, um, I hear you. I mean, I've I've always been an ST style player for many years. I had to do the Les Paul thing for a while because I was playing up until recently, like a couple of years ago, I was doing a Thin Lizzy tribute. And uh, right, course, I would say all Les Pauls, you know, and I would see your posts on yeah, Facebook dude, I, all the time, like, like blast. playing gigs and, and stuff. I miss yeah. it. I miss my compadres, man, and doing that music. And I hope to maybe bring that back to life again, because quite honestly, some of the music out here where I'm at is kind of lame. You know, there's some mm. good, there's some great players out here and stuff, but they don't have the kind of tribute things that California is known for. There's a lot of tribute bands out there, some really great bands. And my hat's mm-hmm. off to all of them, but nobody, and I mean nobody, was doing Thin Lizzy. Nobody was. And that was like my favorite band growing up as a, as a kid, besides Van Halen, of course. But 
the ones that really did it to me earlier on was the early uh, Thin Lizzy stuff. And I was just mesmerized by all that stuff. Phil, you know, Robo, uh, uh, you know, it was just a, such a great combination. And, and of course, they had my favorite guitar player of all time, Gary Moore, played with the band for a few years in and out. But uh, mm-hmm. it was just, it was something else. And I, the only time I really ever got to see them was, you know, you know obviously after Phil was gone and um, it was still a smoking band and, uh, you know, it had great guitar players and, and great vocalists and everything. And they played all the classics and everything. But uh, yeah, I just thought, you know, if we're going to do a tribute, let's try to do it right. So we all, <laughs> we did it, man. We had our, our Marshalls. I had my Les Paul, um, I had a classic and I, and I played a, uh, collector's choice is brad whitford guitar that was very close to what brian robinson was playing and gary oh, moore wow. also because he had the you know the greeny guitar so it looked very similar to that and i just got used to playing it it was just it was kind of heavy so that always kind of turned me off with the sound man that wall of sound when you're plugging that through a marshall it just kicks ass man and, and you know i had to play my strats once in a while i mean i just had to that's just was me you know but um it's uh it was a lot of fun man and i and i miss it and i hope to like revisit it again sometime but I, I should have sent you a couple pictures, but you put them up there and people would chastise me because we were wearing like wigs. I know, remember. I remember uh, seeing banners. them on Facebook. Yeah. I was going to say, I was going to say, you couldn't even to give fans a, that probably never got the chance to see the band, a, a, a true representation of the band. And we did it. Yeah. Man. We pulled it up. We played the best songs and uh, we had a hell of a time doing it. We got a lot of great gigs. Some people didn't get it. I'm like, well, yeah, I remember Jailbreak or Boys Are Back in Town, but they didn't really listen to the real shit. That was mm-hmm. what made them superstars. You know what I mean? So we kind of shoved that down everybody's throat, and it was such a great time. And I, I plan to revisit it again sometime. Oh, that's awesome, man. That's yeah. awesome. Our friend Symmetry here. Mm-hmm. Thank you, man, for the donation. He says, John, do you use hand tools to shape your necks? Um, you know, the, gone are the days of cutting the tree down and pin routing everything and out and all that stuff. I'd love to do that, but to keep up with production today, CNC's is kind of the way to go. So we got the basic perimeter cuts and everything with, with the CNC, and there still is a lot of hand shaping and sanding and detail work and everything is still done by hand. I don't think I'll ever change that. That's kind of how I grew up uh, building guitars and, uh, you know, there's a little bit of a different mojo on every piece that you do, you know, but to save time. Yeah, we got to have perimeter cutting and stuff with CNC. It's a lot more precision and less of a chance of getting hurt doing it, of course. But uh, I still mm-hmm. got to have my hands on that thing and shaping it, doing all the fret work, the rolling the fretboard edges, all that stuff has got to be done by hand. I don't think there's any CNC's. I'm sure there's CNC's that can do it, but I want it to feel every guitar feels just a little bit different. So that's kind of like my thing with, with that. Mm-hmm. I hope that answers your yeah. question, but uh, you know that's there is hand tools involved. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he says very cool, very cool. Yeah, symmetry. He's a cool dude. Cool symmetry. Cool dude. We, nice we 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 actually. I I don't know. I don't. I'm sure you don't have the time, but we symmetry and I. We actually play Grand Theft Auto together. Oh God! <laughs> you know the game. You know. Oh, I know it. I know it. I think I tried to do it one time. I ended up running over a lady with a carriage or a baby or something. It's like, ah, I can't do this, man. (laughs) Oh, we have a great time doing that. Yeah, we do that every night. (laughs) Crazy. That's crazy. What has this world turned into? (laughs) Pretty amazing, man. Yeah. Well, let's, let's see here. Let's see here. Uh, okay. We showed that one. Here's another one. Here's, yes. here's some, some next. My wife took this picture and I, I just thought it just kind of moved me a little bit because 
here it is. We're busting our butt inside this, this hot shop and the sun's going down and we got necks that we painted, you know, hours before mm-hmm. and we're letting them air dry. And we just said, let's put them outside where the warm air is at and the sun hit them for a while and they dry really nice. And we just thought it would be a good idea to, to shoot a picture of it at the time. And that's what it was. And I just, I just liked it, man. It just kind of signifies that, you know, here we are in Tennessee and we're doing it. You know, it's not a high tech, you know, uh, manufacturing facility, if you will, and producing units and mm-hmm. this and that. It's just, you know, four or five people that are just putting out love to build guitars. And uh, and we do it old school, man, as, as much as we can, you know. And uh, it's just, um, I, I think it was a powerful picture for me to have. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's really cool with the sun. Sun's yeah. going down. Yeah. Or or coming up, depending on how late your night was. <laughs> exactly. exactly. there would be a lot of coffee before that happens for being a <laughs> Yeah. Man, let's see here. Here's here's one from in, inside. Yeah. It looks like doing this some. Is, uh, uh, this is one of my, my workers, Phil Cox. He is actually the ex-owner of the building that I have now. And mm-hmm. he's the one who sold it to us. And he ran an automotive uh, repair and, and paint department. And uh, he took so much joy and care of this building, man. It was like his baby, man. The floors were always cleaned every night. There's not an ounce of dust on anything in there. So when I saw that building, I go, I've got to have this building. This is it right here. Already had mm-hmm. a killer paint roof and everything that we needed. We wouldn't have to buy it. It was all there, you know. And so we we did what we could. And we we pulled it together and we got this building. And uh and it's, it's a great place to be. And, and it turns out that the guy, he just wanted to retire and get out of it. He was getting tired of doing all the warranty work and all that crap, which I understand. You know, it gets a little monotonous after a while and it can suck the life out of you. But he goes, I don't know what I'm going to do now. I'm talking like him with his accent, you know. And I'm just, just going to go fishing and I'm going to go, tr- you know, truck pulling and, you know, tractor pulling and, and this and that. But I'm going to take some time off. And he did. A couple weeks later is all. I'm bored as hell, man. Hey, you guys need a painter or something? And I'm like, well, actually, we do. We do need a painter. So I hired him on the spot, and um, he ended up coming to paint for us, and he's really loving it. Uh, you know, he had to learn, again, kind of, because everything he shot was urethane finished stuff. Most of the stuff that I do is is uh, lacquer, you know, uh, nitrocellulose lacquer. So it's a little bit of a different animal than it is shooting urethane finish. Obviously, the people that that paint and finish, they know this. And especially when you're working around wood, which was a living, breathing uh, uh, organism at one time, you know. So mm-hmm. uh, he had to learn, you know, certain things. And, and I showed him pretty much everything I know and, 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 and consulted with some painting people and, and worked with some different people that kind of helped us along in the beginning and certain thicknesses and what works best with what and the finished packages and stuff that I wanted to show on my guitars. And I think he knocked it out of the park, man. I mean, it's not easy. The first few guitars we messed up. We had to, you know, wash them and redo them again. And luckily they were just sample guitars that we were doing because we really wanted to nail the, the paint finish on these guitars. And uh, he's really come a long way in the short time that we've been with him. And he's really enjoying. It. He's a, he's an asset to this company, man. I really love him a lot. Nice, nice. Yeah, yeah. That is, is that the one? Is that is that was that the strat with the with the yellow with the racing yes, stripe? Is. It is. 
I picked that one for you, Johnny, because I know you're an EVH fan. <laughs> a lot of people yell, there's a bumblebee right there. And I'm like, well, it, it kind of is. And, you know, I saw a lot of classic cars. You know, every at the end of every month here in Crossville, they have like a car show thing. A lot of, there's a lot of retired people around here, and they bring out their old hot rods and, and classic cars and stuff, and they park them up at the end of the street. And I, I walk through there, and I take pictures of stuff, you know, and I'm like, wow. That's cool. That's cool. Some of the, the colors that I picked on our, our Premier 50, which we'll talk about in a couple of minutes here, um, are based off of those colors that I saw. And I'm, I'm a big classic car uh, fan of, you know, the early colors and, and, and pastel type colors and stuff. Mm -hmm. like, I like Very cool. I, you know, I like those too. But it, to me, at the same time, the black and the yellow or any color stripes that you would put on it, it always, to me, signified Eddie. And, you know, especially the Bumblebee thing. And, you know, I'm, and so that was kind of like I wanted to do a black guitar with a yellow stripe just kind of to as a, as a nod to Edward. You know, uh, even though I didn't do the stripes like him, I would never do that. I just wanted to show him that I'm thinking about you, bud. And, and hopefully like a will think the same way that I did when I made that guitar. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, I think I think you're holding there. You're holding it. Yeah, this photo I'm hugging here. it, kissing it because I know it's going to be gone soon and it's gone now. So <laughs> it's all cool, man. I can always uh, paint another one day to keep it in the shop. But uh, what I'm holding there is one of the the uh, we, our first series of guitars that we did with the company is called the Premier 50. It was basically mm -hmm. our first 50 guitars that we made the very first ones. And we did uh, 25 ST models and 25 TL models. And it was based off the Crossfield series guitars is what we're calling them. And these were all like classic colors that I had adored, you know, and, and stripe combinations. And I wanted to do the competition stripe just to, as a first, this is, we're coming out of the, out of the starting gates, man. Like, you know, all guns blazing, yeah. it was that kind of idea. So I did that. So people are thinking now, Oh, so everything you do is going to have stripes on it. No, not so. It's just this first series. We wanted to do it. And we sold out the 50 pieces literally in a couple of hours they were gone so it's starting to remind me of the old days when i you know i'd put out a beautiful guitar and next thing we'd have an order for them for <laughs> a back order for a couple of years or so so i'm just uh i'm just so happy to know there's people out there that enjoy it that still enjoy the guitars that i make and stuff like that and it was just a, a segue into what's yet to come and um really happy and proud of these guitars going out there and i hope the people that get them are the same the same because we we wanted to come out on top right at the beginning we, we did a custom case uh you know uh g and g cases in la made our cases for us which they do a lot of stuff for some of the big manufacturers um let's see i think like kind of like well like this photo here yeah there's one of the cases right there this is pretty much everything you get inside a case of a john cruz custom guitar um man and it's all like top shelf stuff man even down to the the cord on the left side right there they're these cords that uh, are that, that's a pretty heavy duty cord. Yeah, it's it's one of the best sounding and uh, bar none, dude. It's one of the best sounding guitar cables I've ever heard. I mean, these guys they're they're called Runway Audio and they're based out of Nashville. Um, make all our cords for us, and uh, anybody that buys one of my guitars will get one of these cords in the case every time. And uh, we're planning on selling these as well as an accessory later on down the line. We will, but um, I he sent me one you know, to, to try out on my amps and stuff that I get set, set up down in my studio downstairs. And I, I don't play guitar much anymore because I've been so busy at work. I haven't had time to play, but I plugged in this cable. I turned on my amp and I just, I had a drink real quick and I'm just 
Next thing you know, it's like three hours into it. I played a guitar for like three hours, which is unheard of. But I did it <laughs> because something magic was happening with this cable. The sounds that were coming through with this cable. And I strongly believe that there is a, a tonal thing that happens with guitar cables. Um, I'm not going to pull an Eric Johnson with you and say the battery's got to be plugged in a certain way or the cord's got to go in a certain way. It's not me. I just plugged in this cable and I loved it. So, of course, it made it an easy decision for me to, when it came time to what kind of cable are we going to put in our cases, this, this was the one that for me that knocked me out. And I says, I, I want to have the very best of everything. And so uh, I think we made a good choice in going with these guys. And uh, great guys uh, in Nashville. Look them up if you, if you can. Runway Audio. Uh, also, the strap okay. just to the right of it are mm -hmm. good friends of mine from Argentina. Uh, you know, uh, La Manta. Uh, straps and they do all kinds of leather works and stuff like that. They made us all our straps for our premier 50 out of a design that I wanted to do and they nailed it and just beautiful. The, uh, the uh, cert book to the right of it and it has the cert in it on both sides. They also made the cert books all high uh, dig leather, Argentina leather. Uh, obviously you get this, you know, you get the cert. I'm going to move it over here a little bit. You get the cert with it and a little story from me on this side talks about it. But the books are really cool, man. It's just, you know, it's got, it's very, it's all hand stitched. And just, you could tell there's a lot of love. This is not something that you would get like from like China or something like that, which they make some great stuff over there too. But I wanted something a little personal from a company mm -hmm. of people like myself who care about what they're doing. And then these guys really have a love for leather products and uh, Lamont, I can't say enough about them. They're my brothers, my friends. They help us out with everything. Anything we need, they'll do for us. They, they sent me a wallet, of all things, that had like a, an ST headstock on. And I'm like, kind of embarrassing, but it's a, it's a great thing. And uh, I put all my money <laughs> my credit cards and stuff in there, and I still use it today. So I'm a proud owner of a Lamonta uh, wallet. So I've been using the same wallet for years. I need yeah, a new one. Yeah, that's kind of how mine looks. But uh, the leather they use is like <laughs> high-ditch leather, so it's going to last you a lifetime. Um, even the straps and stuff that we're using are all made by them. You know, the, obviously the premier 50 ones were a little bit more special. These are really cool straps too. Um, mm -hmm. You know, it's branded with the name, all that and everything, but they're nice. really strong straps and every guitar comes with one of these straps. So uh, it's very cool. So everybody will get one of those. Uh, with the premier 50 also, we wanted to do something a little special. So we did this briefcase guitar stand thing that everyone that bought one of the premier fifties will get one of these stands and uh, it went over so good and people were so happy to get them. They could put their favorite John Cruz guitars in there, which I'm flattered by. I just thought, man, after this is over, let's change it up a little bit and we'll continue getting these cases and we'll probably sell them as an accessory through our accessory line. I think uh, it might do pretty good. And uh, I wish I had a picture of it to show you right now, but uh, it's a really cool little case. You could take it to the gigs, have it in your studio. You can put your all your strats in there or guitars, tellies or Les Pauls or whatever in there. And they'll hold everything equally. And it's, it's just a really cool thing. But those are just some cool things that we wanted to include in our first series guitar to let people know that we're here, we're real, and we're not going away anytime soon, man. And just hopefully if people will, will support us and, and back us on this, then uh, I think the best is yet to come because I've got a lot of ideas, a lot of things that I want to do. I want to eventually go into amplifiers, guitar pedals, all that stuff. And I've got some, me and my partner both have some like holy grail amps that we get the right amp guys to work with us and stuff like that. We're going to like take apart and dissect these, these amps and find out what makes them tick and make it, uh, make something new and, and really outrageous out there. That's kind of the plan, but we want to get the American line series off the ground first, for sure. 
Awesome. Awesome, man. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Yeah. I mean, this, this really is quality stuff here. I mean, look, it is, it is, man. I'm, I'm really proud of it. And, uh, you know, and, and proud of my team for, for helping me and doing this thing. Cause I could do it myself. And there's, I tried to do it myself for a while. I'm Superman. I can do this. And not so man, I'm coming home and my wife goes, are you ready for dinner? And I, I'll just fall down the couch. I was out because I was oh. busting my butt at, you know, working, working seven days a week sometimes just trying to make stuff happen, you know, and, and I still do it mm -hmm. today. And luckily I have my wife work with me now and she helps me. I'm training her how to like solder and, and she ages parts for me. And I'm, I'm going to, turn her loose and, and start building guitars pretty soon. So I could just kind of like do one of these, you know, and I could do that over there, you know, but uh, <laughs> it takes time. You got to, you got to have some people that are passionate about it. Like I am still that want to do this kind of stuff, you know? And um, it's just a, it's a cool thing. And I was lucky enough to get uh, four other people that I'm working with now that I hired recently that live nearby that are young, a couple of them are inexperienced, didn't have it. So I took the time to like train them and show them, why this is happening like this, why you need to do it mm -hmm. like this. And they're learning, man. And, they're, and the, the beauty of it is they're taking what I'm learning. They're taking notes. They're going on YouTube. They're studying. They're buying books. They're going to music stores the way I did. That's how I learned, man. I didn't come out of a luthier school and say I knew it all. I had to learn it. They threw me to the dogs, man, at the beginning, you know. And what I did was I would go to, like, you know, uh, Norms. I would go to an L.A. or I would go to, like, some mm -hmm. of the guitar stores on sunset and really sit there and look at the vintage guitars and stuff that I was really fascinated by. Took a lot of pictures, handled a lot of them, just asked questions and stuff like that. I think for anybody that's coming up in this business, it's really important to, to nurture yourself with what goes around and from the pioneers that started this whole thing. And I was lucky enough to be able to work with some of those people and, uh, and know some of those people in the past. So it's kind of fueled me to, to come up with the, you know, you know, some guitars that I think people will really dig. And, and in fact, I want to show you that the very first prototype guitar that I did was a, uh, it was a model ST that I did and, uh, people really love this one. And, and it kind of, kind of took off as far as orders. We got a lot of orders. Uh, you can see there's, there's checking going on in this thing. I really can't hit it right in the light. You probably can't, but, uh, you know, there it is the rosewood neck. It's got my headstock on it. Uh, headstock design it's got the uh metal plate chrome plate on there kind of a yeah, classy looking nice. guitar all hand wound pickups um you know custom hardware uh custom pot tone pots we're using uh dunlop uh uh speed pots or what are they speed pots what are they called super pots that's what they are the dunlop mm -hmm. super pots and, and i've tried all other pots and and they're great and everything but uh, these ones i just liked a little bit better the taper was a little bit better on them obviously they're in cat encased uh pots so you don't get a chance to get any dirt in there which kind of gets the, the, the pots to be scratchy a little bit after a while um but it's it's just a quality thing and all the workmanship that goes into each one of these guitars is is like what i was known for in the past and i really take a lot of pride in doing that because half the people will probably never take their guitars apart and look at them but if they do they're going to open it up and go, look, this guy spent some time doing this. And I want to instill that in my workers moving forward that uh, I don't want anything going out that's crap. I want the best workmanship and put as much pride into everything that you build as you can. And, and you know, and that will pay off in the long run. I think people will see that. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And there you guys, John Cruz Custom Guitars. There's his website. Yeah. John Cruz Custom Guitars dot com. You can you can you can check them out. A lot of a lot of great 
great photos on the site. Yeah, we're starting to. We're starting to get into a little bit more and as we grow a little bit more. And, and we're finishing up on the Premier 50s. are just about done now. And we've got a lot mm -hmm. of new colors and stuff that we're starting to introduce. Um, you know, people ask me, are you still going to do like classic three-tone sunburst stuff? Hey, if people order it, we'll do it. You know, I, I did one of my, my prototypes. And here's another one, the TL model that we did in a oh, man. tobacco burst. This thing, and I'm not really a, a big TL guy, but... I am now after this thing because this is one of the ones that I plugged in that cord I was telling you about when I played mm -hmm. this guitar for probably three hours downstairs. My wife thought I took off or something, but uh, I did it, man. <laughs> this is a very cool guitar. Uh, it's it's kind of a lighter aging thing, which I, I'm kind of digging these days. Yeah, if somebody wants to order a World War III uh, aged guitar, I can do it. I'd rather you guys tell the story with your guitars. I'd rather give you a head start with something like this and then just let it take off from there. You guys tell your story with it. So that's why you'll see a lot of my guitars that, that aren't as heavy age as the ones I did in the past were. They still mm -hmm. are. You can still see the checking going on in the light right there. Mm -hmm. It definitely looks like an old guitar. You know, I still do my necks the way I do them and, you know, aging and all that stuff. And it's just got the right feel, man. Wow. And, uh, and I think that that goes a long ways with people that are, I, you know, I've, I've read a lot of forums and people saying, well, Relics are lame, man. I want to do the relic myself when I play it. Okay, dude, I'm backing off. I'm trust me. There's a lot of other experts out there that do it and they do it well. So my hats off to them. I'm just glad I got to do it for the time I did, and uh, I'm not going to go away completely on that. Uh, I'll surprise some people at some point when I I feel the urge again to do it. I, I will do it when when the time is right, and, and I, I have a lot of really. Uh, really nice reclaimed woods and stuff that I'd like to do some stuff with and projects. And um, of course, art artist uh, tribute type things I would love to get back into again. I, I'm still friends with a lot of my artist friends out there and uh, I would love to you know, slip them a guitar someday and try this out and see what you think, you know? So uh, yeah, hopefully that cool. will happen, you know? Uh, cool. And just to let people know, I, I, I'll do an aged guitar if that's what they want, but we also do pristine guitars. That's one of our, our big daddies, you know, pristines. And this is a, people say, well, that's a really nice candy apple red. It's not so, it's not candy apple red. Um, it's called Wineberry, which is along the lines of a candy apple red, but even more so. It has, it just, when you get it in the sunlight or anything, it just explodes, man. It's just a, a vibrant color, uh, beautiful guitar, sounds amazing. Uh, we did a painted, uh, painted cap on this one and, uh, you know, it has the, uh, the plate on it and everything. Uh, just a beautiful guitar, man. And nice. We'll show people that we have those too. That uh, you know, somebody wants a new guitar and they want to age it themselves. That's fine. You do what you want with it. So uh, yeah, it's mm -hmm. all good. You know? Yeah, I mean that. The thing with with the relic thing. I mean, if if I see a guitar and it's it's already relic, well, I mean like used guitars and it's cool. I mean yeah. for, for me, I, I've always it's all about the the, the sound. Yeah, you know what it. Because really, it can look amazing if it sounds horrible. What you know, it's it's really about the the, the tone of the guitar. Exactly. Um, and you know, some people that that talk about you know they want to relic their own guitars or play them right. or whatever. That's cool. That's cool. Yep. But some of these guitars have been played for fifty years already. Yeah. yeah. Or whatever. And that well, look, you're not going to get that look after yeah. playing a couple bars. Yeah. 
especially if you're 48 years old, you're just getting your first guitar and you're going to relic it. Because by the time you get 50 years <laughs> into it, you'll probably be dead anyway. So, <laughs> But then you see you see a battle axe. Oh, I just turned to 48. Uh, no. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I've seen people, there's kids out there that are like 19 years old and they're playing like a Rory Gallagher looking style guitar. And it's like, how the hell do you, daddy gave me this I guess yeah. so it's cool, you know, and and, and it works well. But uh, and like I said, I still like some <laughs> of the heavily tasteful age guitars. I like a lot uh, if they're mm-hmm. done tastefully. But if, there's a lot of stuff that's been done like overdone, and I'll be the first to admit it. I've seen it, I've done it, and it wasn't my doing. It was customers who requested it. Just remember that. that customers request that. I don't say I'm going to do a World War Three relic for you today, and. It's just it's based on what people want, and and you got to give the people what they want, and that's what we do. So luckily, with my new business doing this, I'm kind of giving people what I want, and and kind of backing off a little bit. And I says now it's up to you to tell your story with this with this piece. And uh, mm-hmm. and so far it's been it's been great, man. People are really loving it, and um, just hope it'll continue. You know, we're just uh, we're trying really hard to keep this thing rolling. Yeah. Yeah, let's look, look, dude. This picture right here, man. Yeah, oh my that's, gosh. that's the uh, that's just a little family shot of the Premier Fifties. Uh, some of the colors. There's one that's missing, and that was actually the uh, coral uh, coral red color. Uh, it had a gray stripe on. I didn't have one completed at the time, but I figured I'd mm-hmm. piece on there so people could see it. And uh, as you can see, some of the colors that we chose, and uh, and they all went over really, really cool, man. It was just a, a great. Uh, a great series of guitars for us. I think that kicked it off for us and people really loved it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love those racing stripes. I think those do. Really... I mean, will I do it? If somebody orders one, they want to do it, I'll do it. But I mean, moving on, we have a lot more, you know, solid mm-hmm. color type things that we want to do. We're experimenting, you know, Phil being my painter now as an ex automotive painter, he's got a lot of great paints that he left there at our booth. He goes, Oh dude, we got all these paints in here, man. We can go through and, mix up some of the greatest colors you've ever seen. I go, absolutely. Let's, let's do it. There's nothing holding us back. Uh, we're not cornered like some of the other vintage companies are. And, you know, with only certain colors, we could do whatever we want. And I still pay homage using uh, some of the vintage colors, obviously. But um, mm-hmm. there's a lot of new colors that I think are equally as good, if not better in some cases. And I plan to explore those colors uh, as we as we grow. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Man, these, these are just... Just awesome. So I got another one here that was along like the first prototype I did. This is one I just completed the other day. That's kind of a, a silver sparkle over black, so you can kind of see it. Just, right. It's yeah. A beautiful, beautiful guitar. And, uh, you know, we did a painted peg on this as well. Same thing. A little bit of flash to it, you know. And, and if you look at it, it's, got, it's hard to see it like in this light right now, but there's a lot of checking going on on it. And a few little dings here and there on the edges, stuff, something that would normally happen when you when you play it. But mm-hmm. I don't think, honestly, for me, I've seen some some other guitar companies do it where they they order a sparkle finish and they just beat the hell out of it and rip the finish off of it. And you know, quite honestly, man, a, a sparkle finish is a lot thicker finish, and it wouldn't they wouldn't wear like that unless you're playing a guitar on the back of a bus and, and dragging it on on the road. It's the only way a guitar is really going to get that way, man. I mean, on, let's be honest here, you know? So I try to do a little bit more of a tasteful aging to it and uh, it still looks to age and it's, and it's beating. You don't have to worry about hitting it on the ceiling fan when you take it off or whatever. It's, it's already got a head start for it. And, um, and that's kind of like 
the route I want to go, I think. And uh, I think people will appreciate it a lot more knowing that uh, we got a head start for it, but we're going to let them tell their story with it again. I keep going back and tell the story, but it makes it, it makes me feel good knowing that people are going to tell a story with these guitars. And as we go on and we start adding to our site, I want people to put their guitars that, that they bought from me up on there. Mm-hmm. Show me pictures here, man. I played this one for you know two years. Look at all the what it's turning into now. I I, I thrive to see that kind of stuff. So, by all means, if anybody's got pictures like that of the guitars that I have made and and show me how they're aging and stuff like that, I'm all ears and all eyes. I want to see it and hear it and everything. Nice, nice. Yeah, yeah. What you can do is, and I'm I'm sure people actually probably already do this. You can you can you can ask people to to please tag you like sure. on Instagram. Yeah, like like your Instagram page. Yeah, Let's absolutely. I'll, I'll put it right here. Instagram. There we go. There, there's John's Instagram. All right. If you own one of his guitars, you can. Take, well, I'm sure people already do it because people, um, they're always posting their guitars everywhere. But, but that's got to be a great feeling, man. Yeah. You know, to see your, you know, your guitar. You know, especially ones that maybe you you uh, kind of grew close to like you were saying like you put it you know you built it it's like man this is really great but you had to get rid of it and then maybe you'll you'll see it out yeah. there yeah like maybe even like on stage or something yeah uh, that's happened you know? many times many times and also the times that i was building guitars and you're know, always playing for a good 20 minutes half an hour two hours if nobody was around they were hard to let go sometimes they really were because it just was had a special bond with me in there but i know somebody's going to have equal uh time with the guitar and, and probably fall in love with it and stuff so yeah it's it's you know it's orgasmic i think times to pick up like guitar there's that certain guitar that just does it for you you know and, and i'm yeah. hoping if everything that we do with john cruz custom guitars will be that somebody's number one that's kind of what i'm i'm praying for can't please everybody. I get it. But one guy will probably right. say, hey, that's not for me. The next guy will come in and go, I just found my number one. You know what I mean? So it's going to be somebody's number one. Why not you? Yes. <laughs> so we're yeah. trying. We're trying really hard. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure there's plenty of people out there that have John Cruz guitars as their number ones. I mean, I, I mean, I mean, you just, you, I mean, you're, you're known just as just this amazing but I'm sure you know this, but, but I mean, the, your guitars, I mean, the, the stuff that you've done is just incredible. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, dude, I'm so humbled by that. I mean, cause it's, it's, it's something that took me a long time to, to learn and to put everything into it, to, uh, to take it to a, a top tier level, you know, and, you know, there's a lot of discriminating people out there that they got to have the best of something. So I figure, you know, my dad right. still into me early on that, you know, always do your best work because you never know who's going to be watching. He was right. You know? And, um, so yeah, it's, uh, it was a great, it was a great run with who I was with before, but, um, it's not over yet. And I think we got a long, a lot of things to say in the future here and, uh, you know, hopefully people believe in me and, and want to see it grow and, uh, and help it grow. You know what I mean? That's, uh, it's a big thing. Yes. Music is a great thing and to have the right instruments and tools in your hand. It's a big deal. It really is. Yeah. Yeah. And let's see, we're just about at the one hour mark. So I don't know. uh, We had said we'd do an hour at least. Yeah. Um, Getting warmed up. (laughs) Yeah. Dude, we've done, we've done three, eight, four hours, six hours. Yeah. I love you, Johnny, but I don't know if I'm going to be good for that long. (laughs) 
nine hours from now, you'll be like, uh, just yeah, get the I, button already. I actually have to work in the morning. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's but, see. Uh, well, let, let's look at a couple more. Mm -hmm. I showed them all. Well, there's this one. There's this one right yeah. here. Yeah. What's, you know, so what's the story with that we're going to offer you know obviously nitrocellulose finishes for a lot of people and and age thin finishes and and ch uh, checking and that kind of stuff but we're also going to do um urethane finishes as well and um mm -hmm. just because my, my my painter is used to painting urethane he's amazing at it so he did this black one as a, as a sample guitar that we sent around to a couple of dealers to try out and uh, and they loved it. And it's like, what is this? What is it? Urethane? Is it lacquer? Well, it's urethane. So, dude, it's one of the flattest, beautiful urethane finished guitars I've ever seen. I'm like, thank you. Uh, I'll tell my, my guy that, which I did. And so he's really excited. He wants to do like everything urethane. I go, that's great and everything, dude. But a lot of people, especially vintage style people, they want more nitro style finishes, which we'll do. And, it, mm -hmm. and it's kind of a... It's kind of a, a tough thing to do here in Tennessee, especially this time of the year, because it's so warm and so humid outside. So we're doing everything we can to uh, do the right dehumidifiers and air conditioning and climate control things in the building. But that takes time and it takes money. And we're trying to slowly add into it. And we will do that. And uh, so we have to kind of choose our days when we paint. Obviously, today was not a good day or yesterday because it was blazing hot. And uh, and humid as hell, and uh, but we'll get through it. You know what I mean? It's just uh, one of those things. We got a great painter, great uh, booth, and uh, you know, just to let people know if they really want lacquer, we'll give you a lacquer finish. If you want a urethane finish, we can do it. Somebody wants a pristine looking guitar that'll last a lifetime. I suggest a urethane finish because it's going to last you a while. It's not going to check on you. Um, you know, it's going to be harder to ding. Of course, if you drop it down the staircase or something, I'm not responsible for that or hit it on a ceiling fan or something while you're playing and trying to be a rock star or whatever. It, it's going to get dinged, man. It's just what Jumping happened. off the stage. Yeah, jumping off the stage. Exactly. But uh, <laughs> I think it just has a, it has a really beautiful look to it. And, uh, and, and, and with that also, we have a lot of cool uh, colors and uh, that we're going to come up with. We got a, a couple really, really nice colors, uh, uh, you know, that we're going to introduce pretty soon here. A lot of people will see them. Cool. I see a question from. Cool. Uh, There's a question. Bozik is asking. Ask John Cruz if he does any '80s style hot rodded super strats. It's funny you should ask that. Uh, I do plan to visit that. Um, right now, like the push is a lot of people want the vintage style S and T models, which so we're doing that. But believe me, I, I'm like Johnny, a total Van Halen fiend, and. Uh, I grew up with Floyd Rose guitars. I had a lot of them installed on my ST guitars. Uh, I love Floyd Rose products. Um, and I even like that shirt that Johnny's wearing, the Vega trims. I like those trims. So I'm I'm already kind of working on a contemporary uh, ST model that I want to do. There it is. Vega trim. Vega trim. I'll be doing a video Sunday, actually, installing a Vega trim for you guys. Nice. From nice. Vega trim. Nice. And they're great tremolos, and I, I got one. I'd like to maybe introduce something like that in a more contemporary model guitar. But, yes, mm -hmm. I will plan on doing an 80s-style hot-rodded, you know, single-hum, double-hum, one-hum, uh, you know, ST models or even TL models we can do as well. So, uh, yeah, and, and there's actually a couple artists uh, I, I can't really name right now, but I, I, I'm working with some really high-ditch people that, that obviously play Floyd Rose product stuff that uh, – I plan on doing some stuff uh, with them. And, uh, of 
course, our mutual friend, uh, Adam Reaver from FU Tone, will probably be heavily involved in this. Uh, he's a great cat, man. He, FUTone.com. you got to check him out. If you have Floyd Rose stuff and you want to upgrade your parts and do things, he's the cat to talk to. Great friend of mine. Hung out with him many times when I was in New York uh, doing uh, shows and stuff. And uh, really cool cat, man. And you need some 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 love for your Floyd Rose or parts and stuff like that. He's the guy to contact. So check him out. Definitely. FU-Tone.com. I saw him at the last NAM show. Yep. We hung out for a while. Yeah. I actually, I have a video. I'm still uploading my videos. I probably shot like like 30 videos. And I'm still like every day dropping a new one. Yeah. A new video, that is. And... and um. And uh, one of them was with Adam, so you guys will see that soon. Yeah. Um, oh, he's great. Yeah. He's amazing. Yeah. Class act, man. And, and you know, I, I like to surround my, myself with people like that in the industry that something mm -hmm. that we can help each other out. You know, like I push his business. I, I've given them a lot of – I've sent a lot of people his way. Um, mm -hmm. I do kind of – I believe in his products, and I want to use some of his stuff on my, on my builds. And I have in the past at NAB, and people just freaked out over it. So why not continue the love, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's great. So yes. In answer again to your question, I do plan on doing some uh, more hot rotted 80s style guitar, maybe some hot colors and, uh, and stuff like that as well. But uh, just give me a little bit of time, man. We'll, we'll, we'll hit it hard. I, I, I can assure you. Yes. Yeah. This is just the beginning. Yep. yep. Just the beginning for, for, for John Cruz custom guitars. Let's see. I, I think I'm, I'm through all the, all the photos that you sent. Okay. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Here, I, I can show your I can show your site. Okay. You you can see some really nice. Yeah. Really yeah. There's nice the, photos. There's pictures of the of the, the first prototype that I showed you, the gold uh, uh, ST model, and there's another one. It's a little bit more of a of a heavier distressed ST model that I wanted to do, and that is the uh, Gulfstream Blue is what it's called. Gulfstream Blue with the competition stripe on it, and it's a little that bit one? more your aging it's a color over color thing so i did a Gulfstream blue over a, a three-tone sunburst oh um, wow if somebody wants to have something like that we can do that and we're talking about doing multiple colors uh there's only going to be certain colors that we'll be able to do it with at this time right now people are asking are you taking orders for custom guitars you know we are a custom guitar company and we do plan on doing that but right now i'm trying to put out some some guitars that i feel are custom enough that people can really do some some damage with out there um eventually we will open it up and start taking it on a little bit more custom designs type stuff because what, what i don't want to do is open the floodgates right now and people start ordering 27 fret you know uh nine string guitars with the reverse headstock and the mm -hmm. you know, fretboard and uh, upside down floyd road i i just that stuff will put me in the ground faster than <laughs> you know <what> I, mean? <laughs> I just i just can't do it man i'm telling you um but there, there, there is going to be room for for custom orders eventually. We're just going to have a, a just wait a little bit longer. It's going to happen, and we're going to put more and more stuff out there with with the guitars that we build. Platform wants to add to it, or add a humbucker to it, or you know, a slight scallop on the neck. We can do that kind of stuff. Um, you know, it's just a it's just a plan. That guitar I was actually doing that while I was still smoking. I don't smoke anymore. I'm glad to say I've stopped. I've coming up on a year now, but I haven't put a cigarette up to my face. Oh, it feels really good, dude. Golf clap. Congratulations. I didn't, I didn't think I was ever going to be able to do it because 
you get stressed. You just don't. You did smoke. I would see you at Nam, and we would go out to the balcony, and I would hang out, and you'd be smoking. I remember that. Yeah, and that's why I I had the foggy voice at the end of Nam. Every I got tired of smelling like a freaking dirty ashtray every time when I came home. You know, my my wife hated me smoking anyway, so I had to try to find a way to hide it. You know, and mm-hmm. uh, I did pretty good at it for a few years. But it's like, you know what? I'm I'm knocking off another hour or two off my life every time I put one of those up to my face. So I figure I'm getting a little bit older right now. I want to be around a little bit longer for my granddaughter and my daughter and my family's mm-hmm. stuff and, and this business, of course. And I, I think I just need to start cleaning it up a little bit, and that's what I'm doing. You know, but. It still looks cool as hell when you have it on there, I think. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Man, that's that's a really nice I, I really I really dig the headstock and the um what do you call it? The plate? Is that the, the yeah, that's just the face plate emblem thing that goes on. I've seen other people do it and they do it where they paint it on or a uh a, a plexiglass thing. This is the mm-hmm. actual metal that's on there that's been formed to fit the neck and chrome plated and it has the, the signature on it. And it just kind of, you know, just kind of ties in with the whole motif of the guitar. I think it just it just fits it well. So that's what we went with it on that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, and it, it def- definitely gives it gives it the more uh, uh, the what do you call it the look. You yeah, know, it's, the... it's got a classy look to it. But then classy. You can, there you go. You can also do the Phil Linet thing where you're on a stage somewhere and you hit when that light hits you the right way. You can freaking blind the chick in the front row with it. You know, the light hits it right. So. Uh, yeah, in a sense, you could say that's paying homage to Phil Lynott and his uh, his uh, plexiglass uh, P bass that he played for many years. You know, that guitar. That right one. There that it was is. Something else, man. I mean, uh, I, you know, I, I was fortunate enough to be able to uh, to meet the family and stuff. Obviously, Phil was gone already, but uh, I got to do a tribute to uh, to him. Um, that was like one of my most memorable. Uh, times of doing tributes uh him and as well as gary moore as well uh two of my, mm-hmm. my all-time heroes musical heroes and to be able to do a guitar for them sadly they're not here anymore but uh i know their family really appreciate it and the fans around the world who did get them uh can carry on uh, phil's music forever and, and gary as well so uh yeah it's it's and, and you know i've been bitten by the bug to be able to be fortunate enough to do guitars like that for guys like that or, or stevie ray or uh, you know the list goes on. Muddy, uh, Muddy Waters, uh, Jeff Beck, Ingve, guys like that. So I might be getting get bit by the bug again to do this again at some point. Maybe with my guitar now. Let's get somebody big to play one of my guitars, and they love it so much, and people got to have that guitar. Then hey, let's take that guitar and let's do a tribute to you with this guitar. Hopefully, something like that will happen. I think uh, there's a possibility it could. You know, depending on. Uh, how uh, how uh, much people are really liking the guitars out there? Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Here, let's look at the the site again real quick. Here's some nice photos. Yeah. You see, you you work in there and yeah. um, the necks. Yeah, just to show bodies. people a little bit of what goes on inside and and some of the things that we do. Um, it's it's a lot of hard work, man. I'm not going to lie to you. It's just. Uh, you know, it's not just put the, the piece of wood in the machine and press a button. It comes out a guitar the other end. There's a lot of handwork, a lot of time vested into each one of these instruments to make sure that they're the best playing and looking and feeling and smelling instruments we can put out. And I, I think we're doing a pretty damn good job right now. And I, I couldn't do it without my team of guys that I've got helping me and uh, and and the people that are that are 
building guitars with me and my wife and everybody just in between that helps out. It's just, uh, you can't do it without having a good team. And, I, and I've been fortunate enough to have a great team thus far and, and hope to continue it uh, as the years go on. Wow, that's, that's great. one of my favorite pictures though, right there. I, I, I might have to consider doing that as a screensaver. I'm like, <laughs> it doesn't sound like, <laughs> it doesn't sound weird, does it? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, look at that. Which yeah, man, just... it in the chat. We got we got fifty. We got sixty people sitting there in the chat. Which which guitar would you if if you could if you could have one of those? Which one would you? Man, I really like. I mean, I like the. Uh, is it black with the yellow stripe? Mm -hmm. The Yeti. Yeah, black with the yellow. I mean, they're yeah. all awesome. I they mean, are. I, you know, the, the first one that, that really got me was the white with the, with the Monza red stripe on it. That was the one It was like mm -hmm. very classy. And, but as soon as I got the first one done with the black and you know, I'll go, uh Oh, that's my favorite one now. So those <laughs> two are my top, my top two go-getters. And, uh, and, and I'm kind of sad. The one that's not in there is, is the, uh, it's a, a coral colored one. That's uh, very reminiscent of Gary's guitar, which is kind of a, you know, they call it a, a, salmon pink even though in my mind there's really no such thing as a salmon pink it's more of a coral type of color and it's mm -hmm. all for what it is but uh you know somebody will fight me out and say nope there is salmon pink out there okay there is <laughs> but so that's <laughs> kind of like my homage to that color like i said i really love a lot of the early 50s and 60s car colors classic colors and i'm probably going to be doing some stuff doing two-tone type things i've always liked that look and um and we'll do them as pristine finishes, or we can do them as, uh, you know, any any type of finish package that we offer. And um, it, it just it matters what you want to do, you know. And there's a lot of cool colors out there, and I've, I'm going to be putting a lot of stuff out there. And I'd love to hear people's feedback, you know, either go to my my Facebook page or my Instagram page or leave us a message on, on the website and tell us what your favorite colors are. I'm going to try to put as many new guitars up there as I can because obviously some people don't get to see some of the guitars after they leave. But uh, thanks to you, Johnny, for doing this kind of stuff that I can share a little bit of what I do and and just kind of clue people in on what we're doing, man, and, and hope they, they jump on board, man. Yeah, definitely. Oh, and you're welcome, man. I mean... I've actually thought about contacting you for quite a while. Nice. Um, for this. And um I'm 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 thinking the last time I saw you, actually, it was you and your wife, and we were we were at the the um is it the Hilton? We were upstairs mm -hmm. and you guys were getting ready to go into a show. Right. I remember. Right. And and the big mystery was was uh oh man, what was it? Who who was? I'm trying to remember. I remember that wasn't it like was, one of those metal fest things or something like that. There was a bunch of like. I want to say it was, it was Steve Vai, Billy Sheehan. Yeah, yeah. And the question it, it was like I forget who the singer was, but but everybody was wondering, well, what what are they going to play? What's the set list? That's the big mystery. Yeah. Your wife had the set list. Hell she showed yeah. it to me, so I, so I knew exactly what they were going to play, and I'm <laughs> texting my friends. I already know. Ha ha. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, was such, it was it was an amazing night, man. Uh, plenty plenty of note diarrhea going on there. <laughs> I can't say that. I, I take that back. I'm sorry. There were some very gifted musicians that played that night. I got it. I got oh, yeah. Hats off to him. I was just like, 
all night just watching people just blow my mind. So I love seeing stuff like that, man, and can appreciate uh, musicianship like that. I could never do anything like that, but to know that there's people out there that can do it, it's very amazing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you can make the guitars that they can play. Well, yeah, that'd be fun. <laughs> kind of like the uh that's kind of like the thing we want to happen you know yes in time you know i think uh some of our stuff will be getting out there somebody will see it at a store or contact us or something they got to have something um made or something and and i'm happy to oblige man i think it'd be a, a great thing it'll help us nice. out a lot. yeah and people yeah. people have been asking me also you know you're doing an american series guitar i'm sure it's going to be something that i can't afford are you ever going to do something that's going to be a little bit more affordable for people? And, and I, I paused for a second because I wanted to figure out how I was going to say it. And the answer is yes, absolutely. We plan on doing that because I want to get my guitars, my instruments into younger people and older people that maybe don't have a lot of money. I want everybody to have one of my guitars. So what I got to do to do that, and even to get like the kid that gets his first guitar for Christmas, usually a you know, a cheapy uh, Chinese-made guitar or something like that. Um, we'll have something nicely made that'll be quality and yet a friendly price that people can really be proud of with hopes of maybe falling in love with this guitar and playing it for a few years and saying, you know what, I'm ready to step up to the next thing, which is a, an actual Crossville Series uh, John Cruz custom guitar. So, you know, it's kind of like my evil plan. <laughs> To play oh, yeah. I know you got that on there somewhere. I do, I do. It's on this other one. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> this is the John Cruz sound machine. <laughs> there you go. There you go. But don't press button number six because that's one of those flatulation buttons there. You know? <laughs> oh yeah. I've got everything. <laughs> nice. But yeah, that's 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 kind of been my my thing thinking is you know, we gotta cater to to younger generation that probably don't have a lot mm -hmm. of money like a lawyer you know that's not a lawyer or a doctor or something that that wants to go to guitar center or to buy online or something and buy something that's affordable that they can have know that it's a quality piece that they can play with for years and mm -hmm. become one with and, and and i plan on doing that i definitely plan on doing that nice nice yeah well i'm excited i'm i'm excited to to uh, to see john cruz guitars everywhere i go because I, I do go to a lot of guitar shops, you know, I, yeah. I, I do, I do like, like little stealth reviews of stuff right, and, right. and, um, and, uh, I'm looking forward to the day where I can walk in and it's just John Cruz custom guitars everywhere. And, right. uh, and I get to... be very soon, man, we're, we're trying to do what we can. We, we've only got like a handful of dealers right now. And I kind of wanted to keep it that way. Cause I don't want to have like what happened before was like, you know, four or five year back order thing. I can't have that happen again, man. There's too many people that are depending on getting their favorite guitar made for them. And I just, I want to be able to do that and get it to them in a timely manner, you know? Mm -hmm. and, uh, so if you look at our website, you'll see some of the dealers that we're dealing with. There's, there's several here in the U S uh, as well as one in Germany, uh, one in the UK and one in Japan as well. Uh, there are other, uh, uh, dealers that I do want to reach out to as we get rolling a little bit more. Uh, I've had so many great dealers that I've dealt with over the years in Italy, in Spain, in, uh, in Sweden, you know, of course, different parts of Germany and, and, and in Finland and just all over the world and, and Japan and, and, and China. So it's going to take some time, but we're going to get there because I, there's so many people that are just dying to get one of these guitars. And I just, 
want to do what I can to blanket the world with as many of them as we can. You know, it just, it's just going to take a little bit of time. That's all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, these are it's... all great dealers to, 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 if you want to get some, they're all like top notch dealers. And I want to deal with, with people that really get it and can represent what we do very well. And these guys are all top notch dealers that we deal with. Man, I was just in Pasadena. Yeah. Dang it. I missed next time. I'm going to have to go buy Wild West guitars. Yeah. Yeah. Wild West. Uh, there's That's some amazing. really, they're the guys that reached out to me very early on. So I, it just was, it was an easy, yes, you will be one of our dealers, but the owner that I'm good friends with, he's an interesting cat, man. He loves to collect vintage uh, guitars and uh, an acquisition of, of artist guitars, maybe some famous guitars that you've heard of or seen before. This guy now mm-hmm. owns them. I just found out the other day that he he went to a uh, uh, an auction thing and picked up some of Alex Lyson from Russia's guitars. And one of the ones that he showed was a very early 60s uh, TL model. And uh, it was something that, you know, that Alex used on some of the early records that people don't know about. They think it's all Les Pauls and his 335 and stuff. Not so. I mean, there's a lot of, look at the first, uh, you know, uh, albums by Led Zeppelin were done on a TL model, obviously, you know. So uh, he picked up this this TL that uh, that Alex played for many years. And I want to say, and I'm pretty sure he ended up getting Alex's double neck, the white double neck that was the one that did it for me, the Hemispheres Tour. Everybody had that T-shirt that had Rush on it. And Getty and Alex both playing double necks. I think he ended up getting that uh, that guitar. And I just waiting for him to leave one day. So I go over there and throw a brick through his window and run in there and grab that thing because it's mine. But uh, yeah, he's such a, <laughs> no, he's, he's such a great guy. He just uh, <laughs> loves in- instruments, vintage instruments. And he owns a lot of really, really great guitars. And, uh, you know, maybe someday we could strike a deal to maybe do a, a viewing of a guitar, maybe do a tribute or something of some sort, uh, you know, or at least a, a mm-hmm paying homage to a person even though it'll have my headstock on stuff like that it would be kind of fun to do that kind of stuff again i miss it you know Mm -hmm. oh that'd be great yeah yeah that'd be great well cool cool man well hey it's it's almost an hour 20 yeah yeah cool yeah i'm cool all right well hey everybody thank you so much for watching everybody we got 50 60 people sitting here we got facebook we got youtube And this video will be on here forever. So you can share the video out with your friends. And this this will be a podcast as well. So this can be listened to on iHeart, Spotify, nice. Apple, everywhere. So uh, awesome. Well, don't hang up. Don't hang up. Let me, let me, let's just say thank you. Oh, I'm in the wrong brand. Here we go. Brand one. Thank you so much to all our channel members here on Johnny Bean TV. You guys, you guys are just incredible there they are thank you so much for all your support with these shows in this channel and look for a lot more coming up very soon i mean this is just you know how for, for john cruz for john cruz custom guitars it's only the beginning for johnny bean tv this is only the beginning yeah so yeah you've been doing it for a few years <laughs> even though i've been doing this for 46 years yeah exactly it's finally starting to take off yeah <laughs> Hey, dude, also, I, I, I just want to thank you for inviting me on your show, man. It, it means a lot to me and, and to be able to, to talk about what I'm doing now. And, and most of all, thanks to all those people that are on the right right there that have, have tuned in to take a listen, to say hello. 
my eyes aren't the greatest anymore, so it's kind of hard to see some of this stuff, but I'm going to look back at it in a while. Um, you know, leave Johnny messages. Leave me a message on my Facebook thing. You know, I'm not I'm not an evil person, man. I'd like to talk to you guys and, and find out what makes people tick <laughs> and what you're looking for in guitars and stuff in the future because I feed off of that, man. So say hello anytime, man. I'm on my Facebook page, on our on our business page, on uh, on our Instagram page. Uh, we're available, man, just to say hello. And again, to have guys like Johnny doing this kind of show, it's really important out there and it supports the arts and the, and the musicians and everything and Van Halen, of course. So I just want to say yes. thank you for having me on, man. I really appreciate it. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. Come back anytime. Oh, obviously, yeah, for sure. Anytime. So johncruzcustomguitars.com. That's where you, you, can, uh, you can check out his site, his Instagram and Facebook are both there so make sure you follow him on facebook and uh instagram and all right all right don't hang up john we're gonna I say we're, thank we'll you say guys goodbye off the air everybody come back tomorrow night for saturday night live that's my saturday night show nice and we uh <laughs> may have to call in on that one <laughs> yes yes definitely definitely all right, rock on, everybody. We will see you guys tomorrow night. Take care, Johnny everybody. Bean. Johnny Bean TV. Good night.